We welcome you back to another edition of Inside Boxing Live. This is presented by John Boy Media. I am Dan Canobio. He's the former 140-pound world champion, Chris Algieri, down in sunny Florida. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm I'm good. I'm hot. I'm not I'm not being I'm a cool guy, but it's it's been hot. You and, look a little uh, toasty. Yeah, my AC is out in my condo right now, which is terrible while I'm doing new floors. So new floors in the middle of August, but no AC. Pretty much oh, wow. pretty much harder than any training session I've ever had. Harder than the Pacquiao is, training sessions? Yeah, I mean, this is why I got I got my little espresso. Oh my god, I wasn't expecting you to pull out an espresso. Why are you drinking hot espresso when you're steaming hot? Why are you drinking an iced coffee? Dude, because it's espresso. It's gotta be it's gotta be quality. I can't just like drink Duncan. Okay. Well, yeah, no, no free ads. We don't work with Duncan until they they yeah. start working with us. Forget Duncan. No free ads. They can pay. They can pay me. They can pay me in strawberry frosted sprinkled donuts. I uh, oh, will work for donuts. We are talking. A um, mm-hmm. lot going on in the boxing world. I just got back from the Canelo Charlo press conference. I have some thoughts on that. We had Navarrete and Valdez fight. Our reactions. Uh, Joshua was in action this past weekend. We got some stuff to look forward to this weekend. Me and Chris are going up against each other head to head as media moguls. Uh, we'll start with Canelo Charlo, though. Um, New York City faceoff. Just really respectful. Um, Charlo giving a lot of respect to Canelo. Canelo giving it back to him, shaking hands. Um, it seems like Charlo's really appreciative of this stage and the situation that he's in. Another thing I noticed too, Chris, and you can touch on this, is the size difference. This is the first time we got to see them square off. Like, obviously, we Char- uh, Canelo has fought taller fighters his whole career, and he's knocked them down, knocked them out. Besides Bivol, but with with Charlo, it's not just that he's taller; he's wider. He just looks like the he looks like the guy that's at one, been at one sixty eight, not the other way around. What are your initial reactions to uh, the face off we just saw in New York City? You know, I was actually kind of uh, expecting that, and you know, I've, I've I've sparred Canelo. I've been around Canelo many times. He's he's shorter than me, and uh, I've been around Charlo as well. He, I mean, he's a big guy. So like, Canelo's not a big guy, and Charlo is a big guy for their respective weight classes. The difference is the muscle maturity and the the way that Canelo has moved up because Canelo was, you know, about a one fifty or and then junior middle and then middle, and he worked his way up, and he, he's packed on a lot of mass in those times. So the the fact that he has been slowly moving up those weight classes and packing on mature muscle is really the difference. But yeah, no, in terms of uh, their sizes as a human, <laughs> Charlo's a bigger man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know how much that size, other than the height and the reach, and and listen, like you said. Canelo's fought a lot of guys who are taller, a lot of guys who are longer, but the difference was that Canelo was always faster, right? So mm-hmm. much more explosive. Um, was he, he liked fighting the taller, slower guys because he could outspeed them, and his defense was clean enough that even though they were power punchers and probably could hit harder than him, um, he was able to 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 roll enough, move enough, shifty enough, um, faint enough to get those those bigger, stronger guys to to miss and to to bait them and 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 make them tired. Charles is a different thing, though. I mean, he's fast too. Yep. So I, I, I'm curious to see the speed differential between the two. Who's going to be the faster man? Because I don't really know. Um, Canelo's very explosive. His punches are very eye-catching. And I know you're the numbers guy, and you know about you know their output numbers. And that's what kind of worries me about Charlo. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Charlo. I think Charlo's a fantastic fighter. I think everyone agrees with that. Um, and this is a very tough fight for Canelo. But um in a fight where guys are not having a lot of output canelo tends to steal rounds yeah so that's kind of my initial thought just 
you know, to make just it thinking on. far right. out. Yeah, yeah we, we haven't. Out. Yeah, we haven't really like looked too deep into Broken this fight. Down, right. right, we're just kind of looking at peripheral today, uh, being there in front of them and seeing it. It was a little eye catching, but. Uh, to your point of their their fighting style, like they pretty much fight the same. It's something I wanted to ask Charlo yeah. before they whisk them away. They both throw under forty punches. They both rely on power. They both uh, throw combinations, but they throw them you know few and far uh, between. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know who's the faster fighter. Um, mm -hmm. I tell you what though, they both have chips on their shoulders. There's the narrative for this fight is starting to form, and that is Charlo's like no one. Despite being the best at 154, despite being undisputed champion, I still have doubters. I still have haters. Canelo, on the other side, is hearing the chirps from this show, from every show, from the stats, from the eyes. He is slowing down a little bit. He even said himself at the presser that I did not look good against Golovkin. I did not look good against Ryder, but I'm 100% healthy now. So there are doubters about Canelo. There's doubters about Charlo. Throw in the fact that there's a little history on the line. If you're into the undisputed two guys going up against each other, Charlo could become just a second fighter, male fighter, uh, other than Crawford to win undisputed at two different weight classes. It's a fun fight. Like I think the closer we get to it, we'll be even more charged up for it. But I was talking to someone from Showtime. It's like any other year, this is the fight of the year. Like This is like the mega one. And it's just like the third in line, or maybe fourth even, of, of big fights this year. We've been spoiled as fans, but it was interesting to see them on the stage um, talking back and forth. I, I just, like, I think Cadell has a lot to prove in this fight, and I think he's going to be the heavy favorite. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree that he's going to be the heavy favorite in the fight. Um, and there's a lot of haters on both sides, and, and Charlo is mostly just because he's been inactive. Um, Canelo, it's because, like you said, uh, some of his past performances and apparently self-admitted um, weren't his best so it seems like he's on the slide but how much has he really slid that's that's the real question because he was man 18 months ago he was he looked unbeatable mm -hmm. and then he has a he has a rough you know 12 to 18 months and now everyone's like ah you know boxing is what have you done for me lately always um so yeah no it's, a, it's an interesting matchup i'm actually excited that the press tour has kicked off i think i think it's going to be fun maybe today you know the, for the very first one they started a little slow yeah you know canal is always respectful right like unless you unless you push him like the way caleb planted um you know he's he's going to be a respectful guy he's going to be kind of quiet um he's reserved charlo is a bit of a loose cannon in these kind of situations i expect that a little yeah, more fire I agree. Him for the first one which didn't happen that's fine but again it's the first first press press event yeah, so i've been on press tours before with multiple cities and as they wear on things change <laughs> yeah so i'm they're only curious doing two. to see i'm curious to see how this next one's gonna gonna pan out especially now that like you have like now we all have our our first thoughts about seeing them next to each other yeah. seeing them face off and it's like ooh, those chirps are gonna happen now and they're both going to take it. They're both going to hear what's going on, and we'll see how that affects the rest of this uh, this this build up. Yeah, there's only uh, it's only a two city press tour. The the, the days of you and and Pacquiao flying to like five different cities, six different cities, we did seven. seven seven cities. Well, now there's something called social media, so you don't have to do uh, multiple yeah. cities. You can just do two and, and, and let that be it. Um, someone asked Canelo about the size, and Canelo's like, "Listen, I'm always going to be the smaller fighter at 154, 160, 168." But he goes, "I got cabrones," and when he said that i was like whoa that was so cool like canelo saying cabrones and uh so that's what he, did i get that right cojones cojones and he said cabrones balls balls is cojones cojones what's the other thing i can't say it on air is it bad 
Yeah, well, they're both technically bad, but cojones is a little bit better than cabrones. <laughs> he didn't say cojones. He said something else. He said but something else. If you say cabrones, that's like like efforts. You yeah, like, it's what he said. Okay. So okay, then, good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, he said he said I got cabrones. No, he did not say okay. cojones. He said something else. Like he said Ca cab cabrones. Yeah. 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 Like cabron. Yeah. That's very, that's that's Mexican slang. Yeah. For efforts. Yeah. For efforts. Okay. Yeah, he said it, and it was what, cool. What was the context? Uh, I might be smaller than all my opponents, but something ca cabrones. Oh, then I'm probably I'm better than those. Yeah. Others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I I it than was cabrones. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Listen, Canelo's cool. I don't think there's any. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about Canelo. With his 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 one liners are fantastic, especially when he speaks English. You know? His when English he, is getting he, better, he, man. I, no, I his English is actually really good. I've, I've I've spoken to him face to face many times, and and like most people, who, it's second language, um, in. in in more intimate situations that they're much better at yeah. you know the second language they feel more confident but now he's he has a very good understanding and his context for when he does actually speak english is very good i caught him on the way out i was like how's the golf game he's like better better <laughs> he's like but no golf no golf until after the fight and i was like okay all right so he, he's just cool man like we brought um our, our tech guy mike who is now a huge boxing fan and Mike, no, Mike's been a boxing fan, Mike but is now like, big, big boxing. yeah, he was, but this now show is now very like, different, but yeah. he's, he's now hearing, watching our show. He's betting on fights, but he was like, holy shit, Canelo, like in the flesh. That's like a legend. So it was cool to see Canelo and Crawford did ask him afterward or, or on the stage, uh, a Crawford fight came up, Chris, uh, a catch weight. Crawford has said he's open to fighting Canelo at 158. Canelo's like, no. Number one, I'm not going down back, back down to 150. I just can't make that weight anymore. Number two, I won't get the credit. For beating the smaller guy, just like Crawford won't get the credit for beating Tank, which is another fight that's being thrown around. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is something that 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 boxing always does. Whatever just happened, everyone's like jumping on that train. Like, you know, it's the way in a way. It's like, oh, now he's gonna fight Tank, and then it's like this past weekend, never that day. It's like, oh, now we got him Shakur. Like, it's that's always like that's everyone does that. They what's the next thing? The guys didn't even walk out of the ring yet, and they're like, oh, what's next for for for. You know, for Crawford, what about Canelo? That's what like, we do, just, Chris. Just, We're in the media. Boxing. Yeah, no, I know we do that. I'm just saying we do that. And then that's I like how you said we. Thank you. You're, we. You're part of the media now. I am now. We. Shit. That's what we do. Just like when you beat Provodnikov. I was like, all right, I want to see this guy fight freaking Pacquiao. So you should be thanking yeah, that's me. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So, well, <laughs> Bob, when, when Bob, when Bob, when the Bob father says it, he says it at the press conference. He's like, I want to see that kid with, with Pacquiao next. And everybody was like, huh. What did you, th what did you think when he said that? Of course. Well, they asked me, they asked me at the press conference, like, were you willing to fight Pacquiao next? And I said, yeah. They're like, are you willing to fight him in China? And I said, is there a ring there? And they said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. All That's right. fine. Love that. But um, yeah, I kind of understand what Canal is saying. Like, obviously, I, I'd rather see Tank fight Crawford than I'd rather see over Canelo. I'd rather see Tank fight Crawford over Canelo fighting Crawford. Agree or disagree? Uh... <clears throat> No, I think I'd rather at, see Crawford and Canelo. At what weight? Action. That's the thing. It, it, we're getting into hypotheticals at this point because it's not. Re it's not. That's not realistic. Like, like I Crawford's think Crawford's in his third weight class like, already. Canelo's on his fourth weight class on the way up. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and it, the fact that Canelo is not willing to move back down, um, which I understand. He's he's the, both both these guys are in there close to mid thirties. So playing with weights is tough, especially going down. But Crawford said, "I'm willing to fight." I'll fight Javante at 147. I, that's a fight I'd stay at 147 for because it's a money fight. And we've heard stories of Javante sparring, whether it's Sean Porter or sparring guys, bigger guys, uh, welterweights, and hurting them and having like and holding his own. 
I mean, it did go up to 140. Yeah, we're talking hypotheticals. There's so many other fights I'd rather see these guys win. But, like, this is what you got to do, man. I was just watching the Oscar the Oscar doc on, on in HBO when, when Mosley jumped up to 147 or when, when Oscar fought Pacquiao. Obviously, that did not go well for him. But it's fun to have these 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 hypotheticals will they ever happen probably not but you know a crawford tank fight at 147 would be crazy but so you brought up the oscar one and pacquiao so oscar went back down yes. remember because he was, he was campaigning at 54 he fought as high as 160 and he came down to 47 and he was a shell of himself when did he you watch the fight. did you watch the oscar doc i meant to ask you that i haven't watched it yet no, oh, no, no that's no. your I, guy it's in my queue i know it's my guy and a, a lot of people have been saying that the doc is actually fantastic and i just haven't dude listen now that we Media guys, yes, like, yes, yes, I'm yes. watching fights all the time. All I do is watch fights. It's, it's hard for me to even sit down and watch, like, you know, the docs, what, a couple hours long? Like, I gotta watch you got to watch it on the flight. <laughs> yeah, that's that. true. That's, that's, Yo, that's, that's your guy, do. right? And obviously, I'm an Oscar fan, too. Like, really cool fight footage, really cool behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot about his personal life. It's almost like a therapy session for him. It got crazy, but I'm going to give away too much of it for those uh, who haven't seen it. But, yeah, that's the latest with Canelo and Charlo. Um, expect that to ramp up September 30th. We will be out in Las Vegas covering that fight, uh, bringing you all the great Vegas content. Can't wait for that one. Ron Vegas will be there. Ronnie Ringside. Yeah, we're Better making, we're making this, uh, this Inside Boxing Live Vegas a thing, huh? It's like our third, it'll be our third trip this year. My buddy who lives out there is like, Dan, he's, this is how he talks, Jason Griggs. Dan, you just move out here, bro. Like, <laughs> John Boy Rock. Vegas. John, John Boy <laughs> Vegas. Come on. We need a, We need an office out there. That would be cool. Office yeah. space in Vegas. Yeah. Make things a lot easier for us. Yeah, just a little home base. Uh, what do you think, Chris? We could put it in one of your, we could put it in one of your boys' we know your boys' houses. Yeah, yeah. my buddy. Yeah. Another Give plug. A, another plug for Jason yeah, Griggs. Have him, uh, have him have him set up a set real up estate. A, a podcast studio for us in, in one Easy. of those houses. Easy. Done. Over. Um, and then we can save on we can save on hotel rooms if you just stay there. Talk to Steve, our accountant. Uh, this is a plan, guys. We got we're moving to Vegas. Chris, have you gone to shop.johnboymedia.com recently? No, Dan. What's that? That is our website. That is our online merchandise hub where you can get some of the best merch in the game. Whether it's inside boxing, lives merchandise, some of the best. Or you can get some talking baseball. You get some talking yanks. You can get some active leisure wear for John Boy Media. We are going to be dropping some new merch very soon. Some new boxing merch. Uh, so head over to shop.johnboy.com. We have some great stuff running right now. Pick up some John Boy boxing merch. Maybe we got to get Chris Algieri's face on some of this merch. What do you think about that? When I used to fight, I used to have like all my team shirts. In the beginning, I was putting my faces on all of them. And then my sparring partners got privy to that and they started wearing that when I sparred them. And they're like, oh, now you got to punch yourself in the face all the time. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I, haven't been on, I haven't had my face on a shirt in a while. The first piece of merchandise I ever had here at John Boy was my face on it. And I was like, I refuse to wear a, sh a shirt with my face on it. My yeah. whole family bought redundant. it. Yes. Yeah. I, I love redundant. myself, but I don't love myself that much. But if you love me, you'll go to shop.johnboymedia.com. Dan, we should get one shirt with my face on and one shirt with your face on, and then you and I will swap. I'll wear your face. You wear my face. Another that way, when we're, that way, when we're seen like separate, like we're working separate shows, everyone know. oh, Dan's, Dan's here with Chris. Chris is there with Dan. Take over, baby. Shop.johnboymedia.com. Uh, Navarrete Valdez reactions. Uh, Navarrete, holy shit. Um, wow. What a monster. Uh, averaged 
87 punches thrown around, averaged 107 punches thrown the final three rounds, landed 216 punches, the most ever on Valdez. All those crazy unorthodox shots were landing. His motor was there, usually a, a late starter, but he right from the get-go, he had Valdez backing up. Valdez had his moments, though. I'm interested in your thoughts on Valdez's game plan, but let's first talk about Navarrete. Wow. Virtuoso performance for him. He's the best guy at 130. It's time to start talking about this guy as one of the best fighters today, man. He he has been doing it for a while now, and he's really fun to watch. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember the first time when he when he fought uh, Dog Bay, and uh, you know we came out and blew him out, and then they fought again. He beat him again, and really, it's he's just been on a tear ever since then in terms of being on the global stage, and everyone's getting eyes on him. He's a he is a fantastic fighter, and, and listen, he does a lot of unorthodox things, and he makes it work, and it's it's pretty wild. He looked he looked very vulnerable the last fight uh, before when he fought the kid Wilson from from the UK, and. Uh, this fight, he he looked like a world beater against a very very tough and and I mean established guy. But um, well, we're gonna go into breaking it down a little bit. You want me to do that now? Or you want to yeah. talk a little more? Yeah. Go so I mean, in terms of Valdez, his game plan, he just looked like he was a step behind all night long. He um, I don't know if it's all the wars catching up. You know, I think you and I spoke about this on, on, on past show. The the fresher of the two is Navarrete, which is funny because of the style that he employs. Right. But Valdez has had a very long career, if you, if you think about the amateur and the, and the pros. And, and he's been in a bunch of wars, you know, throughout the years. And it just it just seemed like maybe they added up because he just the, the difference in the fight was commitment. Mm -hmm. Navarrete was committed to everything he did. He yep. knew what his game plan was. He came out, he started very fast. And I remember in the, I saw in the second round Valdez got hit with a combination and he just had a look on his face like, God damn it, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. And he started, that's when he kind of gave up on whatever game plan it, that he may have had. And he was just looking for the left hook. It was just, it was too much just waiting for one shot. And now that they had a good game plan for not getting hit with it. And when he did get hit with it, it didn't seem to bother him. And it seemed like Valdez did not have a plan B. He was hoping that that left hook was going to bail him out and he was going for it all night long. But also he just, he just looked tentative. Like there was, there was a delay on everything. He wasn't as willing to just pull and 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 pull the trigger like he he's been in the past, and uh, yeah, I mean, and that could be like I said in terms of the wars and catching up, or it just could be that Neverette he's got heavy hands. He kept them super both. busy. Yeah. He didn't allow him to 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 get set. He didn't allow him to employ a game plan. That's the thing, and I, I've talked about this on air before. Certain guys, we can have really good matchups that end up being somewhat one sided. Not saying this fight was super one sided, but like when. It, Top level guys get ahead and they stay ahead. They make a fight seem almost easy because yeah. at the end of the fight, it didn't even look like Navarrete got hit. His face was completely fine, and 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 Valdez was was all beat up, and he just stayed ahead all all night long. And and that's just a testament to to how good of a fighter he is. You know, at, at, even at the elite level. Yeah, this guy in, has, in his third weight class. Yeah, his third weight class. Uh, he's been doing it for a while now. Um, just the motor. I was so impressed by not just the motor, but his punch selection. Um, yeah, Valdez, it was interesting because obviously he has that left hook and I picked him to win by, by KO because of, uh, I, I love the odds, but you can just tell that Valdez after maybe the third or fourth round was like, all right, the, this, I'm going to win this fight. If I'm going to win this fight, it's going to be from landing that patented left hook. And he got close yeah. a few times. Uh, he, he did have his best rounds towards the middle. But it was just it was just too much. Navarrete closed the door the final three rounds. Like I said, throwing 107 punches around from rounds 10, 9 through 12. That's a, a, the mark of a true champ. 
uh, how you close out the fight. But Evan Korn, top-ranked publicist, and I think matchmaker now. Um, since 2018, December, uh, when he fought, first fought for a belt, no fighter in boxing has won more world title fights than Emmanuel Navarrete. He's 12-0 and 0 in title fights. Um, it's time for him to get recognized amongst the best, like pound for pound in, in that discussion. Unfortunately, there's not much for him at 130. You take a look around the 130-pound picture, it's four, it's four different champs. Uh, you know, there's Cordina, who I think is the second best. There's Oshaki Foster, and there's one more that has slipped my mind. But Cordina is the money fight, I guess, of of those available at 132. Uh, Hector, Hector Luis Garcia. Has Hector Luis Garcia, who we have not seen since uh, Javanta, you know, stopped him. Um, then you got Cordina, who has somewhat of a following in the UK. Um, and you got Oshaki Foster, who I think is a really good fighter. Uh, beat uh, Ray Vargas, but doesn't really not a ticket seller. Doesn't really move the needle. Like I want to see. I want to see. Obviously, I want to see Navarrete unify. But there really isn't much for him at one thirty. Cordina, okay, that would be a fun fight. But that means like top rank working with Matchroom and Hearn. Like that's that's just simply not going to happen. Like he should go up to one thirty five. Like look for some fights there. Like he's a bigger guy. I don't know how the power will translate. I don't know how the motor will translate. Who knows? But there really isn't much at one thirty. But 135, there's fights, obviously, with Shakur, should he figure out who he wants to fight with. Um, there's other fighters out there on the top-ranked banner at, at 135. What are your thoughts on, on Navarrete potentially going to 135? Well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you that there's not that much at 30. I think all those guys you mentioned are, are good fights. I they're think, they're uh, good fights, though. Can we make not, them? They're not huge fights. They're not big money makers. They're not the mega fights, which is what Navarrete really deserves at this point. Um, but they are legacy fights and getting more titles and unifying. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like unifications. I like when the guys are fighting the best guys around. Like I, I, I don't like the, the model of go to a new weight class, become a world champion, and then just go look for a super fight and leave all the top contenders to just fight each other. Cause they don't, then they don't make the money. They don't get those opportunities to fight those guys. They don't get those opportunities to become that guy. You know, to to get the upset, if if that was the way that you know that I saw, I slid it in. Ruslan was getting ready to fight Pacquiao, but they gave me a shot, and then I upset the apple cart. So it, it'll you know when those guys go right for for those mega fights, those super fights, and they they forget about the top contenders. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, and I think there's a lot of tough guys like all those guys you mentioned, from Cordina to to Oshaki to uh, to Hector Luis Garcia, who's who's a very very good fighter. I hope that he can. Uh, reset himself back down at 130. Um, I think those are those are good fights. Those are tough fights. Yeah. And you know, the, none of those none of those guys are walkovers. I think. But I'd like to see how Navarrete can do with those guys before he jumps up again. Yeah. But I will say, in terms of his size, because I called I've called so many of Navarrete's fights. Um, and I remember the first fighter meeting I did with him. I'm looking up his record right now. I think it was Ruben Villa. Mm. And uh, I remember having both guys in the fighter meetings and being like, "Wow, this guy's huge." I'm like, he's a 26 pounder. He is huge. Big. And Ruben was so undersized. I'm like, man, this guy is really big. So like him being as, as dominant as he was at 130, I, I, I understand it. Could he go to 35? I mean, yeah, he's got heavy hands, obviously. And, uh, you know, about this has shown us very sturdy chin over the years. So the fact that, you know, he went to this, but he got banged up, it shows you, you know, the power's still there. He's still got heavy hands. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a little early to start talking about jumping to thirty-five, but I get it. That's what that's what people do, right? That's that's we want to see the, the mega fights with these guys that are really that good. Well, if he wants to, make, I like, think that it's just hard to do at thirty. No, I agree. I, I agree to a certain extent. It's just like the politics of the sport. Like, I obviously would love to see him fight Cordina. Cordina has like 
good technical fighter, a little younger than Valdez, a little less tread on the tire, got great one punch power. So his knockout of Ogawa last year. You know, Hector uh, Garcia went went um, has had some big knockouts himself, and Shaki Foster, you know, is coming off one of the best wins. Those are all good fights. Like, but they're all with different marketing or whatever promotional companies. Like, it's not easy to make those fights. Like, obviously, I'd like to see a, a unified champ or an undisputed champ at one thirty. But like just you know, for for money's sake, and I'm looking at the the ratings at 135. There actually isn't that many guys on under top rank at 135. Like Shakur is the only guy, and Shakur needs to fight for a, a title there. So maybe if Shakur, what we see what happens with the title that Haney's relinquishing and those belts, that's going to be a big key factor in this. What happens with Haney's belts at 135? Will Navarrete move up to take a vacant belt, or will he try to make a unification belt? Um, Will he move up to 135 once Shakur wins a belt at 135 and we build ourselves up a little bit? Maybe that's the perfect little uh, uh, scenario here for Navarrete. But long story short, the guy is the goods. He He's must-watch TV. And uh, it was a fun fight. It wasn't a fight of the year. Like, people were touting it. It still had pockets of really great back-and-forth stuff. I jumped out of my seat a few times. Uh, those middle rounds, our boy Joe Tess, I think he almost nearly passed out. He was so excited. He was texting me paragraphs uh, Saturday during the day about how excited he is for this fight. And I was like, man, Joe Tessitore loves boxing. That guy yes. breathes it. Love it. Love me some Joe Tess. Well, he, he, he listens to our show. He What's up, Joe? I know you're listening he, right now. He, 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 he <laughs> soaks it all in. He's 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 like us. He's 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 dedicated to the sport. And, um, you know, that's awesome to see. And, and, and it comes across on his broadcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you know, the problem with this fight, I, I think we all talked it up a bit too much. We all got really excited about it. And, you know, we're bringing in Morales, bringing in Barrera. It wasn't an all time great. But like you said, Dan, it was a good fight. Yeah, good fight. It was a good fight. It was it wasn't one sided. It was it was competitive. Yeah. Now that they certainly won and won one wide, but it was a competitive, not close fight. If, yeah. if that's a, a way to put it. Um, and, you know, Valdez is a very capable guy and he and he and he accounted himself well but he just was not beating that man i don't think he ever does earlier saturday we saw anthony joshua in the ring he knocked out robert hellenius in the seventh round um i don't know man another up and down performance from from joshua he gets the ko which we need to see like coming into this fight we're like joshua needs a knockout he needs a confidence booster he needs that for for his mental he needs it to build a fight with wilder he gets it but how did he get it? Did he have to take uh, some some shots? Did he have a bloodied nose? Did he have trouble with Hellenius's jab? Yes, yes, yes. Did he still get the knockout? Yes. So it's like a typical Joshua performance where he gets the knockout, but all I see on Twitter and all I see on social media is that he's keep him far away from Wilder and this guy's overcoached and it's just everyone is so in their heads when it comes to Joshua. Still gets the knockout though, and and his now we can bang the drum towards Wilder Joshua finally, <laughs> whether it's next early next year or, or late this year. Well, so if look at it this way, so if you look at it from the thumbnail perspective, you've got the one punch knockout from Wilder knocking out Hellenius in round number one. Yes, and you've got the one punch knockout from Joshua of Hellenius in round number seven. So th- there's going to be that discussion was like whoa i mean he still got him he still got him with a beautiful one punch knockout i mean he still belongs there but yeah how did he get there and i'm concerned with listen i actually it was a mixed bag in, in joshua's defense 
He was supposed to fight a guy that was not the size of Hellenius, right? right? It's a it's a big difference. Hellenius is a very big heavyweight, and he's good. He's a world class guy. Listen, he got starched by by Wilder, but listen, they were sparring partners too. Wilder was able to shave off a few rounds because he was comfortable, and that's coming from a fighter. I've I've fought sparring partners before. It changes the dynamic, and when you got a guy like Wilder who literally has an eraser, one punch knockout shot, he just seems like he got there sooner. But that being said, Joshua had that right hand. All night long, right? He could have t- he could have took that guy out probably in the second or third round because he was setting it up beautifully. He was jabbing high, jabbing low. That's exactly how you fight a taller man. So fundamentally, Joshua was doing the right things, which is going to help prepare him for for Wilder if they are to fight because he is the taller man. Jab high, jab low, jab high, jab low. Look low, punch high. Boom, right hand. So while uh, Hellenius, he he has this really bad habit of pulling back straight. He fights like a tall man. Tall men don't roll punches. They don't get underneath shots. It doesn't make sense. And they pull straight back. Because a lot of times they have the range, the, the reach advantage, so they can they can do that. He does that with his hands down and he dips out to his to his left side, which goes into the right of his opponent. Joshua saw that early, was setting it up. By the second or third round, it was there. And it just took him that many rounds and to take those punches that he was that he was taking. Because he wasn't hiding his forward momentum. He wasn't fainting before he was going. He was just coming in. So right. Hellenius, having that long reach, just literally had to put his hand out there, put his jab out there, and Joshua was running into it. That's why his nose was bleeding. That's why he had some swelling on the eyes. His mouth was bleeding. So do you think Those that, that of- Joshua, like, he – are you discouraged by the fact that it took him that long to get the knockout? Or yes. do you think he was, like, doing it by – he wasn't no. doing it by design? No, 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 no. You, you're not getting a bloody nose and swollen eyes by design. You, you got a dangerous guy in front of you. Hellenius can punch, too. So you, you're not going to play with a guy like that. Um what 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 I'm saying that that bothers me or scares me about that is that it, that it took that long to mm. for his boxing IQ to figure out that that was the way to do it when it was there and I think he saw it but there was a lack of commitment there's a little hesitation and he needed to get really really comfortable before he did it um, with That's a guy Joshua, like though. Wilder you if you're walking into those jabs like that it's gonna be a a short night this is what I'm saying though like I see a lot of people say afterwards like they better keep Joshua far away from Wilder. What is the fun in that? Like like we we should want to see these fights. Yes, it's 5 years too late and you might think Joshua's going to lose. So that means we we shouldn't want to see it. That's just one small little gripe I had over the weekend. Um I am also a little worried for Joshua against Wilder because I think the best way to beat Wilder is what we saw from Fury in the Someone of the first fight and then a lot of the second fight. That is getting in close, smothering Wilder, infighting, leaning on on Wilder, bullying him. Being that's, physical. Being physical. physical. That's not Joshua's game. If he's going to fight from the mid-range against Wilder, he's going to get evaporated under four rounds. So I don't think Joshua has that in his game now. I haven't. We haven't seen that in any of the ten versions of Joshua we've seen since his debut. I do want to see the fight. I do want to see the spectacle because it's heavy boxing. It's going to be awesome. It's a big event. Joshua still can land one punch. He still can outbox Wilder. Like people talk about Wilder, like he's you know yeah he's a was a former heavyweight champ. He's got holes in his game too. So I do want to see that fight, but I just don't see anything from Joshua to show me that he can beat Wilder. Uh, should they fight at the end of this year or early next year? I loved this fight a few years ago. You know, now it's it's a little different. It's it's, it's gotten a, a little old. I still want to see it. I still like the fight. I'm, I'm a big Anthony Joshua fan. I've talked about that on this show quite a bit. I like Wilder too. And like you said, he's got his he's got his holes, but he's like, he's a freak. I mean, he's got that eraser, man. It's just it, he's the best one punch fighter I've ever seen. Wow. What, I'm talking about in in history. He can starch world class guys with with a single shot. 
Um, he's a very dangerous guy. The thing about fighting Wilder is time is not on your side. While the clock is ticking, he can ice you. Yep. Doesn't matter what round it is. It's a very, he's a very dangerous guy to be in front of. And like you said, that mid range, uh, you can't, you can't hang out there. You got to be all the way in or all the way out. Why, uh, Tyson figured that out, and that's why he had so much success with with Wilder. And even that, he got dropped how many times against <laughs> four Wilder? times, four, five. Four. Yeah. So I mean, even the best heavyweight in the world has been on his back because of Wilder. So, man, he, he he's 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 something else. But I don't know. I I, I still like the fight. Yeah, so do I. It's like you gonna... said, like you said, Joshua gets you know gets knocked out. Gets knocked out. It's, it, this is boxing, guys. You you want to fight the best guys in the world. Yeah. You don't you don't avoid guys because you can't beat them. You yeah. just got to figure out a way. That's, that that's boxing. Well, something Joshua has shown. Like I got on Fury's case. I've been on Fury's case. Like I mean, last sixteen months he has one one defense of his title. It's against Derek Chisora. Who struggled mightily with Gerald Washington? That fight was horrible. Um, that was a slop fat, slop fast. At least Joshua's fighting. Like he's active. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think he has the best resume of all the active uh, heavyweights. We're going to see Usyk and Dubois uh, later this month. Um, you know, Fury, get past Ngannou, do what you got to do in that in that fight, and then who knows? We'll see where the chips lie. Um, whether he fights Usyk or Joshua, the winner, Joshua Wilder. I mean, you need the heavyweight division to get going. Um, that's our show this week. A uh, really fun one. Um, this weekend, got a fun little weekend planned. I'm heading down to Orlando for Most Valuable Prospects 2, the Jake Paul vehicle on the zone, 7 p- or excuse me, 9 p.m. Also on the zone Friday night, overtime boxing with Chris Algieri. So we're going up against each other on the zone. The ultimate face-off. Everyone in the world is going to be talking about this. Yeah, I mean, listen. You know what I look at this? I know you're looking at this as a competition, head-to-head. But look, I'm looking at this like inside boxing line is pervasive in the sport. We are everywhere. You cannot look at your phone. You can't go pull up social media and not see your my face, your face. And we're, we're you know, listen, we're everywhere, and we're not going to stop. I was expecting a little more pushback from you as a competition, but I agree, Chris. I agree. We're taking over slowly but surely. We're all over the place. Uh, main event on MVP, Nestor Bravo versus Will Madera. Nestor Bravo's 21-0 with 15 knockouts from Orlando area by way of Puerto Rico. Will Madera knocked down Brandon Lee in his last fight, so it's a fun card. Uh, be on the call with Paulie Malinaji and Wade Plem. Uh, who's the main event over on Overtime? Oh, we got Kurt Scooby, man. We Oof. got we got a New Yorker, baby. Woo! I'm Dude, excited, that guy's man. body my, is absurd. My, oh, he's a freak. Yeah, I I got. Uh, I think he used to play football, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, like full, a he's former a running back. Like he looks like a like a remember the old Ninja Turtle fig, action figurines. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like that or like a superhero. Yeah, no, he, and he's he, you know he he can fight. He's really coming along. I'm I'm excited to have my Brooklyn peoples down in down in uh we're in Atlanta. We'll be in Atlanta, so I got my 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 Brooklyn heads down there. Nice. So uh, that's that's gonna be a good one. Definitely, definitely tune in. Scooby Scooby brings it. All right, so yeah, uh, tune in. That's right. Watch us both. Uh, you know, log out or switch to, to Dan. Go back to Chris. Guys, go to me. Go to get, Chris. Get get two TVs. Get two account <laughs> logins and watch them side by side. It's fun I fights. Mean, what man. else you can do? It's fun fights. It's it's club level boxing. There, these are guys that are on the cusp of greatness. Uh, I enjoy doing those fights. I know you do too. Um, yeah. We'll be back. It's next guys week. we're going to be talking about in a couple of years, like like big time. Right. It's 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 cool that we get to see them on their way up, and we're going to get all the information. So by the time we actually do get to see, that's why that's why that's why we're getting so good at this because we, we're dealing with these fighters their whole careers. We know right. them. Yeah, love it. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Watch the zone with both eyes, one on Chris, one on me. But if you got to pick one, pick me, and then watch his later. <laughs>